Welcome to the Distant Past. It's the 182nd episode of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where this week we're coming to you one hour earlier, thanks to Daylight Savings Time, or Standard Time, whichever one this is. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And I'm Kim. And for the record, I really wish we would abandon this Daylight Savings Time crap. <laughs> yeah, stupid farmers. Yeah, like, let them deal with it. I don't want it. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Wake up earlier. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, tonight in honor of falling back, as we have just done uh, here in the USA, we'll be discussing some fallbacks we'd rely on if current pieces of tech, gadgets, and entertainment gizmos, whatever we dream up, were suddenly rendered not available through some sort of arbitrary tinkering with time itself, as though any being could do such a thing. But first, I'll remind our listeners to check us out on iTunes and give us lots of stars and ratings. We would greatly appreciate it. And with that said, let's kick things off, guys, with our weekly geekly, geekly weekly update. Chris, why don't you lead the way? What have you been up to? Well, I decided to start binge watching Vikings. I never got around to it before. I guess a lot of people will think that show would be Game of Thrones light, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I like it. And I guess the big thing is what I enjoy about the show is that it seems like the, the characters seem just a little more grittier, believe it or not. The violence isn't as over the top and the sex is definitely not as gratuitous. You're losing me. Oh, <laughs> though it seems like Vikings do have a, a liking for, th- for uh, three ways. So Vikings I, I, have a liking, huh? Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> There's at least two episodes where one guy goes, Hey, my wife, she wants you to come over here. And uh, I, that's all I know what's going on. Uh, in addition to that, my kid and I, we played our new board game, Fury of Dracula, which is a hidden movement game. Basically, one player does Dracula, and he, he's hiding on the board somewhere, and you use cards to keep you honest on that. And then one to, f- to four other players play the hunters hunting you down. And a lot of it is based on the actual books instead of just being you know generic stuff from the movies, and it's got quotes, and it's cool. Um, what I like about the game is that regardless of whether you're the vampire or you're the hunters, you both feel like you're outclassed by the other side. There's a real tension. Dracula just doesn't want to swoop in there like Superman and like eat up hunters left and right. He's very feels like he's very fragile, and the hunters don't want to meet up with Dracula one-on-one because they'll just go down. Um, but yeah, we're enjoying it. We like it. Uh, I also enjoyed watching the first episode of Ash versus the Evil Dead. That was very cool. Brought back great memories of Ash, and it was great to see Bruce Campbell as the man. He is the man. Definitely. And then I also caught up with a new TV show, Moonbeam City, on uh, Comedy Central. Oh, my. <laughs> Have you seen this before? Yeah. They, uh, they're they definitely trying to go for the Archer crowd and the Venture Brothers crowd. And uh, I would have to kind of rate them the lesser of those three, definitely. Um, the whole thing has this kind of cool look to it, uh, the Patrick N- uh, Nagel sort of look, you know, the guy that did those black and white stark photos for Playboy. Uh, not photos, illustrations, I'm sorry. But, you know, there's some humor. So if I end up saying something that seems weirdly off beat, surreal, or awkward, I'm going to blame it on Moonbeam City tonight. Okay. <laughs> Isn't the governor of California nicknamed Moonbeam? 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I believe he is. Uh, I think he was a former hippie. Ah. Eh, since none of you knew that, there's no point in me trying to force a, a <laughs> California joke. I won't. Moving on. <laughs> Anything else, Chris? No, that's it. All right. Sounds like a fun-filled and extremely nerdy week. I am sorry that they don't deliver the volumes of nudity and violence to which you're accustomed on Vikings, but uh, maybe HBO will pick the show up, and then they will. I can hope. Definitely. And with that said, Brian, over to you. I've had a rough, rough week. I've been, I guess, spring cleaning, but obviously not spring. I've just been like redecorating the house and everything like that and uh, bringing some things out of storage and putting some other things in storage. And I found a box of all my old G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, just everything. And it had actually been like split open and like rainwater and just exposed to the elements and my ATST, my Rebel Troop Transport, my Hiss tank, which was the very first toy I ever bought with my own actual money. Like, I remember handing that person the $10 bill. Uh, what else? Oh, God, my Killer Whale, my G.I. Joe Killer Whale. All of those just mildewed, disgusting, no way to save them. My childhood in the trash. Ah. Uh. Where were they stored? Out, weren't they stored outside in a shed or something, Brian? Yeah, we had a shed, and I, you know, kind of thought it was safe, but apparently, like, the weight of the things on top of it split the box, and, and I didn't realize that. So, ah, oh, all, all that childhood memorabilia, just, just gone. That sucks. If I may, a moment of silence, please. Yes. Okay, we're good. On the bright side, I, it gives me a great excuse to uh, to peruse eBay more than I did already. Gonna reconstitute that collection, are you? The 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 best ofs. There there were a couple of pieces that I just remember like really loving. Did anybody remember the the Wolverine from GI Joe? Which vehicle was that? A vehicle? I am assuming. Yeah, it was CoverGirl's tank with all the missiles. Oh, yeah, that thing was uh, awesome. Yeah, I totally remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Loved that, didn't loved it that. fired the missiles, didn't it? Like, you had to, like, put, like, push it with your fingers from behind it or something? Or was I don't remember. Is that something else I'm thinking of? Mine was not in any firing condition. Was the killer whale the hovercraft? Yeah. I had that. That was, one, like, one of my favorite toys ever. Apparently, it's great for uh, lizards laying eggs in. Uh, <laughs> did, any guys have, did any of you guys have, have the big, like, aircraft carrier with, like, the CB, like, like the microphone on it that you could, like, talk through? That would be the uh, USS Flag, and no, I wish. That thing was oh, seven feet long. I know. One of my buddies had that, and I was just, like, so freaking jealous that he had it. So I know awesome. a guy who has it, and to this day, he's just like, yeah, it was all right. I mean, you know, it was okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up. You have that. Yeah. That's like a, having having bases when you're a kid, you know, like not just like the toys, but bases and headquarters and stuff mm-hmm. was like the crown jewel of like a middle class kid's uh, childhood, you know? For sure. That, that Seven foot long. You're not exaggerating either. He, he's really not. It was seven foot yep. long. I have no idea where I would have even kept that. I would have slept on it. <laughs> yeah, just got rid of the bed. 
this kid literally had it on his like dining room table at his house. Like his parents <laughs> never used the dining room or whatever. So like, he just had it sitting on the dining room table. Oh man. That's insane, man. I, I, uh, I, I would dream of having that thing. Oh God. Yeah. And I remember their claim to fame. It even said on the box, seven feet long. Like, and to a kid, that's like, that's like three times as tall as me. Bigger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. All right, the USS flag. So sorry, Brian. At least the flag didn't go down with the rest of your collection. This is this is true. At least it's you know in in someone else's carrying hands instead of lizard infested. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> were, were there live lizards in your toys? Well, I think I scared them off like getting to it. But yeah, there were eggs. Ew. Gross. Really gross. All right. Anything else? Uh no. I've just been coping by painting. And I finally finished a uh, Space Marine. I actually have like 30 of them because you can't just buy one. They come in massive quantities. Uh, but I finished one and I'm not terribly unhappy with it. Nice. It was like a lifelong dream of mine. I painted so many different things, but never Games Workshop. Good job. Are you uh, Are you about to take the plunge into Warhammer? Uh, no, I, I won't play. Just like <laughs> cool looking things. Plenty of figures to paint. Yeah. Awesome, man. Sounds like a geeky week by any measure. And if that concludes your update, I will now allow Cam allow, like I'm the boss. I now uh, deign to allow Cam to give his update. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, as always, a lot of tabletop gaming at the Adventure Game Store at our sponsor on our sponsored nights, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, I went to Adventure Game Store, also sponsored event on Sunday at Landlubbers, which is uh, hosted by our buddy Vaughn. Let's see. For Envoy, I did a Nightmare Before Christmas Munchkin event, demo event, uh, at the Adventure Game Store on Saturday. So basically all day Saturday, I played uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Munchkin with a bunch of different people, and everyone loved it. It's It's actually really, really fun. Munchkin isn't typically my cup of tea or favorite but uh i really enjoyed playing that iteration of it and so uh i think a, a fun time was had by all uh and the artwork is really cool it comes with this really awesome die it's like it's, it's, it's a really it's a really really good game enjoyed that then after that uh, a lot of people from the game store and some of my other friends all met up at my house and we had a halloween party which is really cool we had uh you know lots of uh food and drink and merriment and games and music and uh, it was a great time. Uh, a lot of really funny, geeky costumes. Um, I was Chewbacca, um, which, of, which you know, wasn't too elaborate. It just consisted of me and a Chewbacca onesie from uh, <laughs> from Target. Uh, so it wasn't that exciting. But, uh, you know, there were some really cool costumes there. And that is really it. Other than that, you know, I have a, I have a friend that's like really interested, uh, a dear friend named Suzanne, who's really interested in some of like the geeky stuff that we like. And I've spent, I spent a significant portion of last week trying to convince her to read a song of ice and fire rather than binge watch game of thrones on nice. HBO. Very nice. uh, and I think I've got her sort of coming around to that idea. Um, and I'm also trying to convince her to, get Netflix so she can watch uh Doctor Who and Lost, two of my favorite shows of all time. But um I don't know. We'll see. She's on the fence about that one. I do hope she reads, Cam. Yeah, me too. I I mean she's a reader too, which is good. So 
I think um, I think I, I think that is more achievable than the uh, than the Doctor Who and Lost endeavor, and that rounds out my week basically. Awesome, man. That's uh, it's rare to hear that somebody's more likely to read something than sit around watching TV. So cool. She sounds like a cool friend. She should join the cast. She's the bee's knees. <laughs> awesome. All right. That brings it to me. And let's see. I finally started watching this season of The Walking Dead. Speaking of things I could be reading instead of watching. And uh, kind of kind of all right so far. I like it. I think I've heard some criticism, but I just don't pay attention to the internet anymore. I'm enjoying it. Um I'll, that, I guess that's enough said. I don't want to give out any spoilers. <laughs> uh, in addition, I have continued watching South Park. And man, they are really just going after this whole PC 2.0 thing that's kind of taking the, well, I should say limited pockets of the internet by storm. The latest target is safe places, which are basically echo chambers where your thoughts and ideas are never challenged. Nobody ever says anything mean, which ironically seem to be the haunts of self-proclaimed social justice uh, warrior types. You know, these are people out there fighting the good fight, but they don't want to hear anybody's opposing opinions. And they do a great job poking fun at that. And sorry if we're alienating our listeners by saying this, but even if you're not much of a South Park fan, this season is totally worth watching. They are really, they're nailing it, I guess. And uh, how could they not? In addition to that, I also went to the Adventure Game Store and played some Nightmare Before Christmas Munchkin. I had never played Munchkin before in my life, and some purists were uh, not shy in letting us know that this differed somehow from the original Munchkin in that there was no map that you used to measure your progress. So we just used D10s, and that was just fine. I concur that the artwork is awesome, and I really like the game so much that I bought a copy. So, nice. yeah. Check out the Nightmare Before Christmas Munchkin. And I regret that I could not attend your party cam. I'm sure it was a blast. But uh, I had plans to go out to Wilton Manors, which is the, uh, I don't know how to put it, the gay enclave, I suppose, of South Florida. And I only mentioned that, trigger warning, I'm only mentioning that <laughs> uh, because, you know, uh, the gay guys dress up. They, they, they do up Halloween right, man. They do it right, exactly. Yeah, it's it was wild. Like it was crazy. All, all we did was just walk around and just like people watch. And man, it, it, it was like a Halloween festival. They close off this entire street, and it's just one big party with like music and people dressed up and drinking. It was uh, it was good times. So if you're ever in the South Florida area, check that out one Halloween. It's pretty cool. And also this weekend, I went to another castle, which is. Which isn't to say that I played Super Mario Brothers. Rather, I checked out the new video game themed bar slash pub in nearby Oakland Park. It was really cool. Kind of pretty much what I was expecting. Just a cool little themed bar with some gaming stations uh, at the bar and some uh, behind you, a place where it looked like you could set up systems. They may have had some Raspberry Pis or something like that doing emulation, but uh, some at least one person was playing Smash Brothers on a plugged in Wii U. So that place delivered and is a decent place to go have a beer. So I would give it my recommendation if you are in the South Florida area and it is not Halloween so that you cannot go to Wilton Manors for that. <laughs> go to nearby Oakland Park and check out another castle. And that's it. 
that's all I got. Sounds like a good week to me. Yeah, thanks. I feel like there's something huge that I should be telling you about, but I totally don't remember what it is. So uh, save it for next week. Yeah. And with all of our news out of the way, Cam, I hope you've got your press hat on because it is now time for the news extravaganza. Hit us. Well, thank you, Tom. Intrepid reporter Cam here, uh, bringing you the new extravaganza. We're doing a little, something a little different this week. We're going to start with just me giving you guys the news from now on. Uh, we want to sort of cut down the news time, but still be able to deliver you all, our audience, all of the hard hitting and important news of the day, only, you know, one week uh, in arrears. So... The first, <laughs> so arrears. So the first thing I would say is, um, if you are a fan of Metal Gear Solid, rejoice because Konami made a big announcement that they're going to release a very large scale follow up to Metal Gear Solid Five. So that is good news. I am a fan of Solid Snake, and so I will probably pick that up. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Chris, you alluded to Ash vs Evil Dead. Um, if you haven't seen that yet, you can run on over to stars, the network or the, you know, cable channel and check out the first episode for free. They're offering, uh, a little teaser, uh, trying to get, uh, people, uh, you know, excited about stars and, and, uh, you know, paying for their service. So you can check that out for free. Greatest American hero. One of my very favorite shows as a, mm. as a kid has been uh, greenlit by Fox for a reboot. So I look forward to watching that. I know Brian, you're a fan of that as well. I'm sure you're I love excited. that show. How good was that? Right. Such a good show. Um, so that is going on. Anyone here play candy crush? Mm, can't say I do. Me neither. Uh, but I know many, many people do, uh, and we're not hating on candy crush, but big news, um, out of, in that vein, blizzard, has acquired Candy Crush maker King, I believe is the name of their company for $5.9 billion with a B $5.9 billion. Uh, and I wasn't even trying to do a Dr. Evil impression. That's pretty crazy. So Activision Blizzard, uh, good luck with that. I'm sure you all will be shocked to know that Microsoft has broken a promise to us. Tom, you, do you have their unlimited OneDrive storage? I do, yeah, because I am a paid subscriber to Hotmail, so I ended up getting that, yeah. That's what I thought, and um, I'm glad that I did not get that when I was propositioned with it, because now uh, they they had promised it would be unlimited, and much like AT&T and all these other companies are going back on that promise, uh, your cloud service uh, storage will no longer be unlimited, and uh, they're actually going to start charging you two bucks a month for roughly uh, 15 gigs, I believe something like that. I'm sorry, 50 gig. So uh, one ninety nine a month for 50 gigs of storage. And uh, they, uh, I guess unlimited doesn't mean unlimited. That's puzzling. I, I will say that I don't use the storage as much as I thought I would, but You'd like to if you wanted to, right? I mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's probably some bug out clause in their contract I never bothered to read. So what the hell can I do, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're, uh, you know, they're doing what they normally do. Um, so thanks, Microsoft, for nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, finally, I thought we'd do a little fun, uh, fun little game here. And um, 
talk about Amazon. Amazon, I know, is one of our favorite things. Uh, Tom, I know you are a Prime subscriber, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me what they're going to take away now. Well, no, nothing nothing that they're taking away. It's the actual things that they are offering that are pretty funny. A- an article came out recently with the 11 weirdest things you can buy on Amazon. And so I'm just going to rattle them off for you and then see <laughs> what, you guys, what you guys think. Uh, the first thing is gush pants. They are white pants that sell for fourteen ninety nine that make you look like you both peed and pooped your pants. Ooh. So that's a fun item. Fun item to walk around with on your person. You can also buy five pounds of replica fat. You know, you watch those like uh, commercials where they like pull the fat out of someone. It's like this yellow, nasty, like amorphous mass. Well, apparently you can buy five pounds of that. Hmm. Mm. Why? There is a, if you want to decorate your home, you can buy the old Asian man wall decal. And it's literally like a life-size, <laughs> life-size wall decal of just like an old Asian man in dockers and a button-down shirt. Don't know why you'd want him on your wall, but if you do, head on over to Amazon. Sure, yeah. They have a runny nose shower gel dispenser, which is pretty cool. <laughs> that was something that I can see someone buying. They have a face slimmer for $11.50, um, which you just got to see the picture. It basically makes you look like you're ready and able to receive a very large object into your mouth <laughs> <laughs> when you have it in. You can buy yourself, you know, just if you if you, if you need some rest and you want to relax, you can buy yourself a nice Nicolas Cage pillowcase which prominently affixes his face on any pillow that you have. Mm. You can buy pot for pets oh. um, as marijuana is legal in Amazon's home state of Washington. Uh, if you live in Washington, you can purchase a uh, pot for your pets for oh, good. 49, 49.95. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. Apparently a man, uh, someone named Kaylin is a budding artist, a budding uh, being the uh, foreshadowing word. Um, you can buy something called Kalen's hand butt plug, which is a life-size replica of Kalen's hand that gets inserted. And I'll just leave it at that. And when you're using that, if you're using that, you might as well take advantage of the 55 gallons of lube, a 55 gallon personal drum of lube you can buy, which is a staggering 522 pounds of water-based lubricant, uh, for the low, low price of $1,275. So I guess if you're like, you know, I mean, you know, you're going to use it eventually. I know. Right. And it's not going to go bad. So (laughs) might as well. For all the moils out there or just weirdos, there is an infant circumcision trainer that you can purchase. And that caps off, get it caps off Mm, the mm. list of weirdest things you can buy on Amazon. Ah, man, I I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Any, and are, are you furiously typing uh, in Amazon.com to check out, to buy some of these items? Or, I'm trying uh, to figure out what the replica fat is for. Like, what are you, what are you doing with that? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe the only thing I could think of is like, if you're a medical supply company and you want to like, you know, sell it to doctors that like have it in their office to show people like, this is what you're carrying around in your body, you know, something like that. Or, you know, like a scared straight kind of tactic. I don't know. Given the theme of that list, is it cheaper than the lube? <laughs> oh, it's it, yeah, it's very cheap. I think it's very, it's like 20 bucks. I think so it's pretty it, cheap. It may be a substitute. 
<laughs> well, no, I think it's like I think it's like uh, it might be a sub it might be a substitute for that Kalen's hand, but I think it's like pretty solid. I really thought you said Caitlin's when you said budding artists. And I was like, oh, I see. And I thought it was a reference to Caitlyn Jenner for a second there. <laughs> no, no, no. Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-E-N. Kaylin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it is a hand and it uh, does exactly what you think it would do. Um, That's the weirdest thing I've heard of since the ovipositor, which I don't know if you know anything about. Uh, it was a toy for adult entertainment that deposited little silicone eggs inside whatever cavities you uh, choose. Huh. Very Not, interesting. Yeah. Well, it was shaped, <laughs> it, it was shaped like an alien. Uh, it was the whole thing. was supposed to be like a monster or an alien's uh, ovipositor. Wow. Because some people are into that. I guess so. Yeah. So can well, that, yeah, that rounds out the news extravaganza this week. Can I, uh, can I ask a question of the intrepid reporter? Do you guys mind? Sure. Go ahead. Any truth to the rumors or to the new supposed news I heard of a new Star Trek show or was that BS? Uh, I believe that is true, but, uh, and I'm not quite sure about this. Chris might know a little bit better than I do, but I believe uh, it's going to be in conjunction with some sort of pay service. Yeah, CBS is putting out something called All Access, which is basically their streaming service. And uh, it's a subscription service. It's like their version of Netflix. And uh, that's going to be their headlining show to get you tempted to sign up for that subscription service is the new Star Trek TV show. Sold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, sadly, the, that's going to be the response of most uh, Trekkers. This is this is DLC happening all over again. You're, you're going to be paying each episode eventually, guys. Just just say no. Yeah, I agree. We got to stand up to these corporate shills, of which I am part of. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, I almost wish they would make that part of a streaming service to which I already subscribe. But is it worse than buying just like a DVD, Brian? Or well, I think it all comes down to like cost so you can have either netflix or hulu for about 10 bucks a month right yeah yep or you can watch star trek for 10 bucks a month uh okay good point yeah it's they're putting quite a premium on on it but this cbs service will presumably be akin to netflix in that they will have a lot of programming right name one other cbs show you want to watch uh <laughs> that's the issue i, I can't imagine like what are they like what is going to qualify for the pay service and the free service that, greatest that, american hero uh maybe i'm worried about that by the way <laughs> yeah. see i still have a question mark in the air over showtime and hbo and they have a few good shows but still it's a few good shows this is all fallout from you know when netflix was a rising star because when nobody valued any of the streaming content they just gave it to netflix for you know, pennies, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. I mean, uh, stars, you could actually watch stars live on Netflix back in the day. And they like gave you access to like a variety of different movies and shows that were on stars. Now they want to do, now they have their own, you know, streaming service. So this is kind of that fallout from streaming being realized for the content revenue generator it can be and everybody trying to grab that pie. But, now it looks like that pie may be getting cut a little thin. 
Yeah, I think streaming as a as an idea is worth ten bucks a month. I don't know if five hundred subscription services are each worth ten bucks a month. Yeah, eventually they're gonna have you know some are gonna die, some are gonna have to consolidate. I mean, I can't see people paying ten, 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 ten. You know, no. I mean, I I only have two right now, so like you know, and I'm pretty, you know, I I I'm a I'm a content abuser typically, you know. So I can't imagine just the casual watcher would, would, you know, do anything more than one. I have technically two and a half because I have Amazon Prime. Right. But you don't have cable at home, right? Chris? That's right. Yeah. That's I mean, I have, I have like cable, HBO, all the channels, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm with you there, uh, Cam. I've got, not only do I have a overpriced cable package, but then I, I think I have Netflix, Hulu, and Crunchyroll. Those are my three that I pay for. And, and Prime. And Prime, which I would pay for even if it didn't have the streaming, but that yeah, let's count that in there. Yeah. yeah. Well at least Prime you get a ton of other advantages with it. You know what I mean? Like you know, Netflix and is is worth it because you get a ton of content. But like CBS, come on, what are you offering me? Star Wars. Yeah, by the way, Star Amazon Trek? less than ten bucks a month. Yeah. True. Yeah, I think either they have to they're either gonna have to find a more attractive price point or find a way to tack this onto an existing streaming service. Or, you know, come up with some insane programming. I, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, the the point that Chris made, which is that everybody's trying to find a new way to milk this cow, uh, is, I think, uh, a good one. You know, this is still, this is still relatively early days for streaming as a viable, let's be honest though, it's, I say viable, but viable for a certain segment of the population. Grandpa ain't turning off cable anytime soon. To start streaming. Um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. And uh, perfect segue, if you guys care to, to tonight's episode. No, I was just going to say uh, our buddy Vaughn, who I mentioned in my Geekly, uh, is having a giveaway contest. Um, which is, And he's actually giving away a really great game, uh, Tiny Epic Galaxies. I, I know, Chris, you've played that. I oh, yeah, I did the Kickstarter. That. I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I did as well. And um, Vaughn has an extra copy of uh of that and uh at his website i'm a i'm a social gamer he's having a giveaway contest so if you want to check out his website and check out the contest uh, i encourage you to head over there and uh you might get yourself a kickstarter deluxe copy of tiny epic galaxies which is really really fun game awesome and now to continue my segue which i still stand by as being solid <laughs> very solid i think that uh we can take streaming as an example. The theme is basically if you magicked out of existence for, for reasons that defy explanation, just like David Light savings time, something, how would you replace it? What could you fall back to? What past technology could you fall back to? And I think an easy one for most people is if you snapped your fingers and streaming vanished as a viable or functional option for viewing content, I think most people would be content to fall back on cable, even with its lack of a la carte, even with having to buy 15 sports channels, even if you've never watched sports in your life. I think it's it's still there. <laughs> so that, that I cherry picked a very easy one to sort of motivate tonight's episode. And that's uh, that's where we're going. Where And feel free to comment on that one or, or volunteer some of your own. So you're saying if no if streaming was gone, everyone would fall back to cable? I think so. 
so we can either say we had streaming and then we lost it, in which case people would miss streaming and may not be as satisfied with cable, or we can go the route streaming never existed. What would have happened? So you can either approach it from would the status quo have continued in, in without this particular new option, which in the case of cable, I think it's pretty obvious that it would have. Or you can say, no, no, we suddenly lost it. Would people be satisfied falling back on the old tech? So skin the cat any way you want. I feel like definitely agree with you to an extent, but I feel like as well, um, in addition to that, any, I should say, um, I think the torrent sites would be even bigger than they are now. You know what I mean? Ah. Like I, I feel like people would still quote unquote stream, but they would just do it you know, illegally and just, you know, go on and get those shows uh, on their own. You know, they go to Pirate Bay or wherever and just grab, grab all that stuff for free rather than paying for cable. I, I didn't even think about that camp file sharing and large file sharing was already a thing prior to being able to stream and just, you know, just hit a play button. So yeah. Yeah. Even before, even before streaming, there was, there was file sharing, wasn't there? Right. And then with the advent of technology, you know, with the way technology is these days, I mean, I'm sure you you it would be almost exactly like streaming. You know what I mean? You could just hit up Pirate Bay, boom, you got it, and you just watch it on your smartphone. I I agree with that 100%. No one I know that ever pirated or or torrented or you know whatever did it because they were broke. They did it because it was convenient. Yep. Yeah, it was. It was... They, it was on-demand viewing. It was viewing on your terms before viewing on your terms was even a thing. Like back during the heyday of even downloading from these file sharing services, like what were they? Um, well, there's obviously Napster first. What were the other ones? Emule. Yeah, Emule yeah. and, and E-Donkey and <laughs> whatever they all were. <laughs> oh, there's, there was another big one I'm forgetting right now. But before, even when those were enjoying their in the spotlight during the early days of sort of easily accessible broadband was on demand really a thing, even in the cable companies. I I, want to say it wasn't. And I want to say streaming put a lot of pressure on them to make that more of a thing. Well, what confuses me, and and this goes back to something we're talking about earlier, like unlimited doesn't mean unlimited on demand didn't really mean on demand it meant like oh yeah we're we're showing that back to back to back to back to back and you can catch it next time it starts right which that's not good enough no people want it when they want it and they want it you know cheap or free well what about that what hmm. let's say that street streaming technology was impossible like there's no way to reliably send massive uh, bit streams for lack of a more technically accurate term across the wire in, in such a way that you can reconstruct a high fidelity uh, set of frames on the other side. Right. But file downloads are possible. So let's assume that there was just rampant free downloading instead of HBO coming up with basically a streaming service. Would they have just offered their stuff for free and convenient and fast download for a certain price with some DRM attached, let's say doing the, show notes for i don't remember if it was oh no it was the top five list so it was a halloween episode it was 180 i i came across this and i didn't really i mean i guess i knew i guess i i I would have figured this out on my own otherwise but amazon just sells like you can just download a movie right now watch it 
download an episode of whatever TV show right now, watch it. On demand, reasonably priced, you get to preview it. I, I think that would have been more of a thing. So the convenience would have enticed people for the right price. Did prosecution kill Napster or did iTunes? Uh, I think the lawyers actually did get Nap- get Napster, but it's successors that tried to dance around all the uh, legal proceedings or what have you, or the legal persecution or whatever, however you want to say it. Persecution is probably a loaded phrase, but uh, <laughs> iTunes actually, you're right, Brian, regardless of what befell Napster, iTunes stole some of their thunder. You know, for a nominal price, people were willing to quote unquote do the right thing, weren't they? No, absolutely. And and I'm, I, you know, I've always said that given the chance, people want to do the right thing on the whole. I mean, you're always going to have people that are just dicks and they don't care and they're just going to, you know, do the wrong thing regardless of how easy or cheap it is. But I think 90, you know, 95, 97% of the population, you know, if presented with a practical, reasonable, inexpensive option that's legal, will do that over the illegal option. As long as it's cheap. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, I can vouch for that. The uh, show that that AMC did called um, Humans, which was based off of a Swedish show called Two Human. Um, I was always on the internet going, where can I see the original streaming legally? You know, and they're like, no, you'll have to illegally torrent it to see if you want to see if you want to see the original. And I'm like, no, it's not what I want to do. I really would like to find a way to get it through a channel that I'm paying for than just toward it because you know i feel for the artists you know that everybody gets a little bit of money when you watch it on the subscription service yeah i'm i'm with you and i i'm not in any way trying to pass judgment on people that don't feel this way but i just don't feel quite so clean when i view something without paying for it like i'd ra- i'm cheap i don't want to pay a lot but it makes me feel good to pay something it makes me feel like i'm not stealing i guess I think Cam said this in the past. It's risk versus reward. It's not worth 99 cents to me to risk persecution. I'd rather just buy the damn thing. Exactly. I mean, if it was like $5.99 for a song or something outrageous like that, I might steal them still. Yeah, I don't think you're alone there, Brian. Um, Okay, case in point, probably one of the most stolen software products out there, Photoshop, right? Adobe were charging what thousands of dollars or some something for that, and I think it was yeah many hundreds. And now you can just subscribe to it, right? Ten bucks a month. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. That seems a lot more appealing than laying down a ton of money on something that I'm not sure I'm going to get the use out of. And even even some people who were convinced they were going to get the use out of it just didn't have that money to lay down. But a monthly payment forever is a lot more appealing than uh, watch Star Trek do Photoshop. Exactly. Exactly. And and in many, and that's the perfect example of the market sort of correcting itself. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you, if, if you were to just let the, you know, corporate fat cats put pressure on the government to persecute these kids that were, you know, stealing songs or, or stealing Photoshop or whatever, then, you know, we'd still be stuck with these outrageous prices for Photoshop. Now, you know, the, the social, I guess you can call it, you know, civil disobedience or whatever of downloading, even though it was just people being cheap and wanting it for free. Um, it, 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 that sort of, you know, quasi civil disobedience 
made these producers of the content and, and, and IP uh, change their business model. And I, I think it shows, it's been shown that it's changed for the better because people are, are much more willing to plop down 10 bucks a month and continue to pay that 10 bucks a month. Uh, and you're, you know, it's, and you're going to get a lot more users cause it's so much easier to get someone to come out of pocket for $10 than, you know, a thousand dollars. Um, I think it's working out great for both the consumer and the producer in that respect. Yeah, I think there's probably no way to, okay. The person determined not, never to pay for entertainment isn't a customer. Like you're never going right. to get money out of them. And I've, we all know people like this, like, I'm not paying. Why should I pay? Yeah, like they don't, yeah. right, 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 right. They don't see past the end of their own nose, I, I guess. And they don't, sorry, that sounds like I'm judging people again. Some people just feel that they should not have to pay for entertainment. And, right. and that's their feeling. And you're not going to negotiate with them. And if there's a means for them to obtain entertainment without paying, that's what they're going to do. That's not your customer. That's not your customer. And they're not even a potential customer. But the person who, right, to Chris's point, to Brian's point, to your point, Cam, is buying or is, is quote unquote stealing your product because you don't provide it in a manner they want, at a price they want, in a convenient way, they're a potential customer if you meet their needs. And so, right, they, in the face of these sort of disruptive changes, the industry's adapted. And now you have a lot of now potential customers being converted and you're right. And then at that $10 a month price, it's an easy conversion. And uh, you know, what are they, what, what are they losing? Like, what, what did it cost them? I, you know, if anything, it, it looked great on their balance sheet, right? They're bringing all this money in that they weren't before. And, and the days of like them having to produce like physical copies of things are long over. You know what I mean? It's literally just them just turning on a subscription for someone. You know what I mean? It's not like they're, it's costing them anymore. And that's, I think that was their big hesitation. Like a lot of them and kudos to HBO for being out there and doing it. I think a lot of hesitation was probably, well, if we put this stuff out there on streaming, it's going to end up on, you know, BitTorrent. Well, guess what? It's already out there. Right. <laughs> like, and, and there, are, I right. know a lot of people, and, they and you can't stop it. No, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot. And I, I know a lot of people, you know, they, they're, they're set up basically with these private BitTorrent, uh, servers that you're, that you maybe buy into that somebody's managing somewhere where basically <laughs> their stuff just downloads like almost automatically. Right. It's um, a, it's like an iTunes subscription almost. It's just yeah, it, freaking... it, it's amazing how sophisticated it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of listeners, you can go to iTunes right now and subscribe to the nerd stravaganza podcast. It will change your life. <laughs> Not available via torrents. <laughs> Although exactly. if somebody wants to torrent our stuff, please do. <laughs> yeah, please do. We don't care. <laughs> I have a private theory that I think half the reason that companies still keep going after piracy is because the fat cats can't understand that it can't be stopped. They think if they throw enough money and lawyers at the situation that sooner or later they're going to crush somebody's will. And it's, you know, it's more like you're just kind of slapping the ocean instead. It's not another organization. It's not some, you know, it's not like, um, it's not like the mafia. <laughs> There's no head to the Hydra to kill, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you come off as heavy handed. Like we, there were these cases of, you know, a 16 year old girl or, you know, a, a high school student, you know, facing some insane fines or, or years in prison because of her violation of these copyright laws. Like I get it. You, you have the legal high ground. She totally stole and you totally have her. 
but it's a kid. And at the end of the day, it's, it's music that she stole or videos. Like, is it, who wants to be the person to throw somebody in jail over stealing Game of Thrones? <laughs> right. I mean, it's right. from a PR perspective, HBO jailing people or causing people to be jailed for stealing their content. I don't think that's good PR. It's a PR nightmare. Yeah. Right. I, Chris, I agree with you wholeheartedly, you know, no head. Sadly, <laughs> just like my social life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TMI, and TMI, TMI. <laughs> actually so guys correct me if i'm wrong but if i recall the whole napster saga correctly it did have a head it was there was a central server and napster was centralized such that they could target the central infrastructure and shut it down well they were like it's like chris says all the time you don't want to be the first person you want to be the second person it, w with a great idea you know what i mean so they were like sort of like the you know, to make a Sopranos reference, uh, you know, they were like the Uncle Junior out in front that everyone, you know, targeted or saw as the quote unquote head to cut off. And then, you know, Tony was in the background or whatever, um, you know, so all these other torrent sites were continue to operate and they were fine. And then, uh, you know, but Napster took the brunt. It's very similar to Craigslist and they're like their personals sections. Yes, you know? yes. Like they got hit by the government because they were the most well known. But I mean, there's Backpage, there's, I mean, there's a million other sites that are just like that, that do the same exact thing. And, you know, so it's, you can't, you can't stop it that way with conventional means. Agreed. So there you have it. The situation with entertainment distribution was already untenable and unacceptable to a lot of consumers. And unless we now want to play the game of saying, well, what if, what if you couldn't download stuff? I think we've sort of established that a number of alternatives would have evolved if streaming technology had never been developed and things probably would have evolved more or less along the same lines where people would have gotten the content they wanted the way they wanted it and the industry still would have adapted even if that was allowing downloads as opposed to streams so absolutely all right well that was my topic covered uh episodes mostly done i think <laughs> do you guys <laughs> do you guys have any uh, anything else technology and it doesn't have to be technology but Anything, entertainment, anything that appeals to you that if it were gone away with, you could envision falling back to some older alternative or, or something like that. This is purely selfish of me, but I really wish reality TV would disappear. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you fall back on? <laughs> you know, stories. Right. <laughs> yes. Actual thought out content. And, entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. I, as I recall, the real world, which was that show from the 90s, was like the first sort of venture into this terrible category of programming. And I thought that was like a flash in the pan gimmick. I did not think that, you know, a decade or two later, it would spawn what has really proven to be the scourge of the entertainment landscape, in my opinion, which is following around the most vacuous <laughs> nobodies as they engage in inane conversation and absurd antics and get crazy ratings for some reason. People eat it up. They eat it up. This is a topic near and dear to me for several reasons. One of which, the biggest one of which is because I, I really wanted to like, you know, go out to Hollywood and be a writer when, when I was a kid. And the, the I think it was the mid, it was the late, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, remember the, like the writers strike? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, they were like, "Fuck you! We don't need writers. Let's just do reality television." And then everything was reality. Yep. <sighs> the, can, and and 
it worked, Brian. I mean, sadly, it worked. And it absolutely, like, can't talk about like no bargaining position. We're not going to work. Awesome. We don't even need you to. And man, you are so right, Cam, when you say people eat it up. And I can't understand, like, how or why. I, I have tried. I have tried on people's recommendation. Oh, you got to watch this show. You got to watch this show. I just can't get into it. And maybe I'm just like too much of an old fuddy duddy, but. It, I don't really care what some uh, silicon butted uh, person who's famous for reasons I can't explain is doing. And I don't care if she's married to a famous uh, rap and R and B artist that it's great. These people have a live a charmed life and I'm sure it's entertaining, but I don't really care to see their day-to-day activities and I'm not referencing anybody in particular. Those shows capitalize on two things that are woven into the fabric of our country and the world, actually. One being the rubberneck syndrome. You know, you can't stop. You can't stop yourself from looking at a car wreck or a train wreck. You know what I mean? You are just instinctually, viscerally drawn to watching, to to, to having to look and see what happened or what's going on. Um, And secondly, it's the pie in the sky sort of, you know, demagogue type uh, mindset where, you know, these people are at sort of an elevated status and they're, they, they have, or, or they are, you know, basically what everyone wants. And uh, so to put them on screen and put a actual personality and, and a, a life to these like, you know, demag- demagogues that are, that are there that you, you know, typically we used to only see, you know, we, if you go to a concert, you see them singing and maybe they say a few words and that's it. Or you see them on TV and they're doing their, you know, canned interviews or, or, or movies or whatever they're doing. That's all you see. But pulling back that curtain and, and giving the, the Joe Schmo on the street, uh, uh, the, uh, an actual glimpse inside of their life, a, and then, you know, they, these, these producers are, are very smart. You know, they, they, they try to make these people accessible, even even laughable to an extent, because then it's like, oh, that person's not as bad as I, you know, is, is kind of like me. Or even, whoa, that person has even more problems than I am, and look how rich and famous they are, so my, my life's not so bad. And, you know, psychology it plays so much into it that, the, you know, these people watch it and they don't even know why they're watching it, but they know they have to watch it. Yeah, and... Do you, you think it's because they're living vicariously through these celebrities, basically, Cam? I mean, is that... Either vicariously through them or they are feeling superior to them or that their life isn't as uh, bad right. because look, yeah, they're rich and famous, but look at how, you know, oh, Chloe's uh, husband, Lamar Odom, you know, got found unconscious in a in a brothel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Why do which I know is that? An actual, which is an actual thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it and I, I don't watch shit of that. You, you know what I mean? It's like... It's people eat that up because it's, it makes their lives seem not so bad. That's, and secretly, we all sort of hate them anyway. You know what I mean? I so do. we, we, we kind of take pleasure in the fact that they are, are, you know, having misfortune. I do hate them. And I don't, I hate them because like, I see them on the news all the time. Like I'm, it's, it's unfortunate that that Lamar, he, is he a, an athlete or what is his deal? I, I've heard the name. Yeah, Lamar Odom was a NBA star for many, many years. Okay, he played that's... for the he played for the Lakers. He was he's right. won several several championships, but then he's got a drug problem apparently, and you know allegedly and yeah, he and so 
you know, it's, I guess they found him unconscious in a brothel out in Nevada somewhere, uh, overdosed or whatever. I, I don't, I don't know, you know, the particulars, I don't want to, you know. Well, so, so I, I thought that name sounded familiar. And if I'd, you know, if a former athlete had been found in a brothel passed out, that'd be honest, too bad. But the fact that he's involved with this Kardashian phenomenon makes me like have a certain level of contempt. I don't wish any ill on the guy, but I don't want to hear about him and what he's doing in a brothel or the rest of the clan for that matter. But that's the problem. Like 90% of the world does. God. And it's either because they love them or they hate them. I hate them. And and that's, I hate to say it, nothing against Caitlyn Jenner, but one of the reasons I couldn't stand hearing about her is because of the association with that damn reality show Kardashian, you know, the Kardashian crap. Yeah. Ugh. Well, in addition to that, there's a couple of channels that would have to completely change their format. I mean, getting off the whole celebrity thing. I mean, what HGTV and the Travel Channel are all reality television now. Let's yeah. go watch a couple decide between three houses. And don't forget the Learning Channel and the History Channel and probably Sci-Fi. Or not Sci-Fi, but the, was it the, isn't there a Science Channel or something? Probably Nat Geo. Yeah. No, but Chris, I, you know, those shows I actually don't mind because it's actual like real people. And it's real things that other real people have to do. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, I'm moving with my new wife to a new city and we've got to find a, a house for under $200,000. I can see how that is a positive to someone. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, Actually, that, I, I watch those shows all the time. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, the do-it-yourself stuff, that's cool too. It teaches you how to you know resurface your cabinets or you know whatever, put down tile or whatever. But that's fine. But like this other just inane, vapid bullshit, ugh. Those aren't much – those shows aren't much different than Bob Vila or um, who is the painter guy the, with the Afro um, Bob, Bob Ross. Ross. Yeah. Bob Ross. Ross. We just talked about, didn't we? Um, yeah. I mean, they're instructional. They're interesting. You, you, you come away with some information, some cool ideas. You're inspired to maybe do something around your house, but uh, honey boo boo, which I think, <laughs> exactly. which I think was on the learning channel. Like that's what TLC used to stand for, right? The learning channel. It was all about yeah. like learning and now it's, I, that that's on TLC is duck dynasty on the history channel. I, I know one of the pawn shows is, uh, yeah, I believe, I, I mean, I believe both of them. I, I would rather watch the, the old history channel, like dry documentaries on, uh, the Romans, uh, you know, <laughs> the history of Jesus, et cetera, than that junk any day. Oh, that's heat. That's H2 for you. Oh, so, so they move the actual history channel programming to H2. Most of it. Yeah. Sometimes they still have to do the reality thing. But yeah, it's that's so where sad. a lot of that that older stuff went. But uh, I mean, even for the HGTV, some of the stuff has its own script. Like uh, the Love It and it crowd, it's always the same sort of thing. This guy, while he's showing off uh, new properties, the renovating woman has to like do a budget. And she always finds something that's wrong with half the house that cuts the right. budget in half. And then right. there's the drama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have to have some kind of hook. And, and But, you know, sadly, that's what... You know, to your point, Tom, that's what I guess history and the delivery of history and the delivery of, of actual knowledge has devolved to. It's snippets of historical facts woven into Pawn Stars. Like, right. you know, so, right. so it's all the bullshit of Pawn Stars. And for like three minutes out of the 30 minute episode, you get a little bit of historical data about the things that people brought in. And right. that's all you're learning, basically. That, no, that's that's basically it. The bald guy like goes on for like 15 seconds about, well, these were used in 1867. Right. And they're rare. 
Now let's see if it's real. Yeah, exactly. And then you got to deal with, you know, 27 minutes of the stupid family doing stupid shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, I still don't know what Honey Boo Boo's redeeming qualities were. Well, thank God that, I mean, the TLC at least had the courage to cut that show when the wife went, I think it was something along the lines of the mother went back to the boyfriend who's like a sex offender or yes. something like that. Yes. I mean, thank God they like had the, you know, the balls to just, cause that, I mean, that was a ratings monster for them. And you know, they, they, at least they cut it off when that happened. It'll be back. Something tells me boo boo oh, reborn. Sure. Yeah. Once they break up and whatever. <sighs> Everyone God. loves a comeback in Hollywood. <laughs> is this Hollywood though? I mean, it, it, Hollywood to me is like, for good or ill, the creation of massive, you know, movie projects. Isn't that kind of, I mean, with this formula, are there, is this Hollywood studios producing this stuff or is this just like a crew working for TLC going out and to the back, into the hinterlands, let's say, and <laughs> finding an pitiable family and making a spectacle of them well i mean that's tlc is still hollywood yeah for sure yeah okay i'm trying to disassociate it somehow to i don't know why i want hollywood to be like the tinsel town of yore but <laughs> no but but i mean tom that's a great point i mean there is no more tinsel town of yore there is no more you know quote unquote publishing profession of yore anymore you know with the advent of technology anyone with a gopro and you know some decent sound equipment can make a movie or make a make a show put put it on the put it on the web call it a, a, a you know a webisode and and boom you've got something you know same thing with writing you don't need an english degree and years of training to be a writer you just post on a blog or you post you know you sell your stuff on amazon or whatever it is and so that whole model just like we were talking about with with the you know music industry and all all that stuff's gone it's it's gone the way of the dodo and people have to adapt wasn't like Pootie Pie one of the biggest paid entertainers of last year? <laughs> the the web guy, the the guy that just talks while playing video games. I know he's a web guy. I don't even know what the fuck he does. He's big with the kids, Brian. He okay. If you had put a camera on us back when we were playing like PlayStation and making like dumb remarks and goofing around, okay, remember when we were playing TurboGrafx sixteen and giving the characters like names and personalities and mocking them and like spazzing out. So he's just MST3K. Yeah, yeah, except a cross between us and a handsome Nordic guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, So still a troll. Basically, but you know, the, the reason I know he's he exists is because a friend of mine's like teenage daughter was like, oh, you like video games and stuff? Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, have you heard of PewDiePie? I'm like, what? And PewDiePie. I, I hate to say it. That's a case of like, I'm just too old to get it, man. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good, but uh, it's what the kids are into now. In fact, um, Nick, former host of the show, who I uh, actually went to that gaming bar with the other night, was telling me he got into a little tiff with some of his younger relatives uh, when they were looking to him for approval of their entertainment choices and singing the praises of PewDiePie, and he just <laughs> gave it no approval whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, who can? But yeah, Brian, I that, that's PewDiePie. And... Don't get me started on internet celebrities. They have their own convention now. You, do you know that? For him, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's like, I mean that's like a thing now though. Like, I mean, it's a huge thing. It's 
watching people watch other things. Like there are all sorts of videos on YouTube of like watching the reaction of someone watching like the doctor who, the newest doctor who episode or watching the reaction to some other dumbass video that someone posted. It's like, it's a huge phenomenon. People love it. Can we start doing reaction videos to reaction videos? Yeah, we should, we should, we can be on the vanguard of that. (laughs) There you go, guys. I think college humor did a skit on that. Well, good. The first guy is out of the way. Now we can be the second. Yeah, exactly. right, right, right. Actually, I believe, uh, I think last season, uh, I will again sing the praises of South Park. They tackled it too. Like, this isn't fun. Um, but they, they, I think their conclusion might have been something like, well, we're just too old, <laughs> which was kind of mine too. Maybe I only get, I just take my mar- marching orders from that show and I should admit it. Well, they, that's not a bad place to take your marching orders from. <laughs> They're <laughs> usually pretty spot on about most things. Better than the Cardassians. Yeah. Uh, Hey, how dare you! In, how dare you impugn Cardassians by exactly? I'd rather be a Cardassian than a Kardashian. Gold Desat or so whatever. I, I, for the record, the what were they? The Bajorans, Beta the Bajorans, the the ones that they kick the shit out of. Yeah, they, they like uh, kept them down or whatever. They were kind of a they, wimpy, whiny race. I mean, like. You know, the Cardassians just looked like, oh, sorry, God, I said it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Cardassians looked warlike and badass. And, like, yeah. the Bajorans just seemed whiny with their little, like, nose earrings and stuff. Like, I don't know. I would have wanted to conquer them, too. If I encountered that race, I would have violated the Prime Directive and attack it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something we can live without. The Bajorans. No, all right, anyway. <laughs> Anybody else have uh, – let's go for one more if you guys want. Anyone else have uh, something we could dispense with and replace with something else? Very short one. Oh, okay. Well, that that kills my idea then. Uh, throw it out there, Yeah, Chris. give us the cliff notes. No electricity. That's not no short. Electricity. Um, we'd go to gas power. Gas power, maybe uh, maybe a little solar. What well, is... I guess that – I guess that would – imply electricity though right so you're saying no no electricity whatsoever chris like you could couldn't generate it in any way shape or form is that yeah i I, yeah or yeah at that point or maybe you go to steam power or something i don't lost or never developed you know i think it's important for this one that's a good choice because i got two things in my mind one is um there is uh sm sterling did a uh a series of books in 2004 Starts off with dies the fire and just electricity just stops working. And then fires are dim and anything that causes a spark, the spark is radically reduced. So there's some years before we can re-engineer everything, but even guns aren't that dependable anymore. They're like mostly duds. And uh, then also upcoming, there is Into the Badlands, where evidently people have motorcycles, but I don't see any lights on and everybody uses kick-ass swords and martial arts to settle their disputes. So I don't know. I could go, you know, either way with never developed or for some reason just isn't working. Or the, you know, there was the TV show revolutions revolution. I was just thinking revolutions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. So which electricity was tamped down. It just, yeah, it was just completely blocked. Like you couldn't use use it for anything. Yeah, it was hand with hand wavy nanotechnology in the air. Yeah. Oh, spoilers yeah. for a show that got canceled two years ago. If, <laughs> if electricity ceased to function, like if we could not generate electricity in any way, 
we would probably have a lot of gas burning and wood burning light sources as we de- very rapidly depleted the world's natural gas reserves. Um, well, I think the population would thin immensely oh, as well. So yes. we might not be using as much as... Okay, so... <laughs> we burning corpses. Yeah. <laughs> Every air conditioner in Florida immediately stops working. So you know, millions die or there's a mass exodus and all the disruption that causes, right? Yeah, well, the old and the infirmed are, are, are gone for sure. And then, because, you know, and, and the sick, because, you know, how are you going to get dialysis? How are you going to get your meds? How are you going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. All, you know, that's like 20% of the population, 20, 30%. The rest are going to, you know, are, you know, you got to figure at least another 20, 30% of that remaining percentage is going to get, you know, either killed and fighting and the mayhem and the melees and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, you're looking at probably at, at best half the population of the world. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that said, with a reduced population <laughs> and much mayhem and chaos, I guess we'd fall back to like, yeah, I like, I like the, we had it and lost it approach. Yeah. It's dark ages once again, you know? We, well, I don't know if it'd be the dark ages. See, that's where the, the thing is. Most people think dark ages. I would think more like something closer to the wild west. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, you know, if we haven't completely lost that technology, we've got slide rules that we just gave up in the 1950s. True, but no, but no communication, Chris. That that is That's the huge. stickler right there. That's the Pony, huge Pony Express got to come back. We we would have to go back to like relay, like hand delivered relay and and posts and stuff like that. I mean, we'd have steam power still, so we'd have. Wasn't that a Kevin Costner movie? Uh, oh, <laughs> the, the postman? postman. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We'd still. Well, there's a. There's a great line I like in that bad film, the the Lone Ranger one with Johnny Depp. Uh, basically, the the owner of the uh, railroad company attributes trains to almost being like time travel because now news can move much faster. Yeah, thanks to the train. I like that movie, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we we'd go back to we'd go back to steam and, and and coal and gas power. There there'd be no there'd be no question, and we'd lose a lot of people, but. Life would suck. We have a lot of fat oil to burn. <laughs> true, true. I think we would stall, though. I don't. I don't know. I mean, electricity is a phenomenon; is impossible. I, I think we would stall as a species. Can you imagine having to like text with Morse code? <laughs> <laughs> we retired Morse code. Morse, Morse code, code was retired ten yeah. years ago. You'd, you'd have to text with like a lantern, <laughs> right? You, you would... semaphore, <laughs> smoke signals. Unless you came up with some like actual way to transmit sound along a metal wire. I mean, there's no electricity is gone, so you can't even have telegraph, right? Yeah. God, life would suck. Yep, that would be the killer. That would be would it suck thing. or would it be better? I mean, I feel like you know, it would suck. We're so we we're so no. like, we have so much shit, but we're so disconnected. You know, like you know, maybe that maybe things would turn back to, you know, focus on family and relationships and you know, writing and and the quest for knowledge. I don't well, know. Tom, name one memorable game night in the last two years. The most memorable game night is when the power went out. <laughs> I would say, right? Everything else is just kind of like a blur. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny you mentioned it. When the hurricane came through here, um, the first four or five days for me, it was awesome because I had a friend. He had a huge-ass grill, and he was like, hey, bring over your board games, bring over your meat. And for like three to four days straight, we just grilled shit and played board games till past curfew. Until you run out of ice, 
and yeah. meat can't be refrigerated or delivered or cultivated on in, in the quantities. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Bef- see, before electricity, we used to have ice boxes with saw gr- with sawdust, and they wait. used to have people transport the ice back and forth. If you yeah, have, but in, in trucks, you know, in cars. Where in Florida do you? No, no, they had it in wagons. Where did the now, ice? Now you come had from? to be in a big city to get the ice. But you, you know, if you're on the farm, you're screwed. Where did the you're ice in a big come city. from? Say what? Where did the ice come from? That's a good question. I'm trying yeah. to remember how did they did the ice. Uh... Well, it was mostly for the northern places because they could get ice. And then did they used to – I can't remember if they used to have ice houses or not to store things. I'd have the to look r- into that. But, you know, for some places you could have ice much longer into the year than you would think. Yeah. Uh, well – Yeah, a swamp will support ice without electricity like two, three days out of the year. <laughs> Isn't there a place the, uh... in Boston where the snow was just now finally melting because it was – Piled so high. Yeah, but we don't live in Boston. Right, you're right. You're, 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 <laughs> the, the point being, Chris, modern life would be impossible without electricity. Our food delivery system and our no refrigeration, we no ice. Forget about it for most people. No, unless, no, I, I understand said, that. I'm just thinking that it's not everybody thinks we immediately go to the Middle Ages, and I'm still thinking there's a lot of old technologies and things we used to do in the Wild West in the 1950s. That people have forgotten about that would bring things a little somewhere kind of in between a mishmash. No, I, I don't disagree with you, but there would be a very long period to, and you said it yourself, people have forgotten to relearn that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people ain't going to make it to that point. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not in disagreement with any of that either. I'm just like, the minute people think that we're going to go back to knights and swords, you know. No, but you're going back to, old machining techniques and no computer aided design and not, not that we couldn't do very competent design back then, but uh, no more uh, avionics in airplanes. So it's all fly by uh, mechanical. Dude, yeah. There would be mass suicides without. Toys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, but I mean, before they did huge instrumentation, they had this whole governmental system where they had concrete arrows made in the ground and then painted very bright yellow. So you could actually, Use these arrows on the ground for your flight path. But no, yeah. Actually, those only lasted for about five or six years before instrumentation caught on and made them just totally, in, you know, obsolete. No radio communication, no tower, no radar. Uh, <laughs> no, Chris, we would find a yeah. resting place, but it would not be a, a very fun one, in my opinion. No, I agree. I agree. But it's still, yeah. you know, like I said, it's interesting to think about all that other, what would be the, you know, the fallback, right? Yeah, yeah, the fall. No, yeah, that's uh, that's a biggie. <laughs> the fallback would be undesirable, but the human race would continue. But would, okay, I will I will say this: the human race would ultimately be doomed. It would just be we would be around until something destroyed the planet because we would never be able to leave. Yeah. Well, we're true. in no effing hurry right now. Don't get me started on that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but there's a remote possibility that we could have a population on a nearby planet or in space if the Earth were to get whacked by some meteor or what have you. Well, you know what a meteor is, right? Yes. Yes, a meteor is nature's way of saying, how's that space program going? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we'd be doomed. That actually brings up one I had, and I know we're going a little long on time, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, and you guys can take your pick. What if there was no religion or what if there was no science? Uh, no religion. Science would be horrifying. We would be in the Middle Ages. 
Right. We, we've, we've actually lived through the time when religion dominated and science fell by the wayside. And it was the, at least for the Western civilization, it was the Dark Ages and it was a nightmare. But there was still, you know, there was still some science going on. There was Galileo and all, you know, all that stuff. I think he was, he was, yeah, true. But he was persecuted for his beliefs. I don't, I don't remember in what yeah. time period he lived, but, um, yeah, I, no thanks. I would, I would dispense with religion over science immediately just because we need science for human life at this point. We're dependent on it, whether we care to admit it or not. Interesting. That's my two cents. Maybe you guys differ. Please go ahead. Oh, we're having to choose between the two. Well, uh, okay. Let, let's let's forget about no science. What if there was no religion? Okay. Do you do you think that the world would devolve into a purely? I, I don't know. Do you do you, do you feel like the world would become too cold of a place? No. no. No, I honestly think people would just rot in front of television. Now, when you say religion, do you mean organized religion or no spirituality whatsoever? They just worship Kardashians instead. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, any any deity, any any belief in anything greater than what is in front of your face or what science can prove or or theorize. Um, I mean, if I can refer to evidence, I think some of the happiest societies on the planet right now do not have a great degree of religiosity at all. I'm referring to certain Scandinavian and and or Nordic countries, and I think uh, Japan. Well, Japan's got some other problems, but and maybe I'm saying maybe I'm thinking standard of living as opposed to happiness. But uh, it doesn't seem like religion's necessarily tied to success at life. They were religious at one point, though. So for to to say that it just disappeared, I might buy that. But if it never developed, I think I think things would be a mess. Yeah, I think I think it would be a world without compassion. You know, I think it'd be a world that would be just very sterile and very, you know, you think so. Uh, It'd be Mad Max. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Johnny has a, uh, you know, Johnny's Johnny's not the smartest bulb in the in the you know in the bunch. Let's just uh, liquefy him and and use him to uh, feed the new you know the new crop of of seedlings. You, You know what I mean? Like. I feel like there would be no sense of, of morality, no sense of like, you know, it would just be a cold. Like, and compassion is not place. conducive to good science to, yeah, or, or, you know, efficiency. Right. I mean, it, it would not have developed outside of someone saying like, Hey, maybe we should be good because someone wants us to be. That's I, I think the concept of spirituality is so deep in most modern and in most human psyches that if you banished religion, religion would come back the next day. Someone would have to invent some reason to say why I am special and why the things I don't understand still make sense in a view that goes beyond my senses. Right. But, I mean, but, we're, but we're assuming that that is not going to happen. We're just assuming that way to play ball. Chris. Yeah. We're, we're assuming <laughs> that it's just a sterile environment in a vacuum science driven only no concept of a of a of a higher power or deity or anything you know that created this it was just big bang the world is created you know the universe is created and we all, the only laws are those laws of of science i think it kind of boils down to whether you think ethics is tied into science or where you think ethics and morality are tied into to science and religion 
No, I'd say I think they would only be tied in to the extent that they benefited the maximum utility of whatever you were talking about. And we can't stop people from enslaving children today. Right. Let so, alone if it made good sense to produ- right. produce, you know, something that the world needed. So a uh, 12-year-old could be laboring. I'll just offer this sort of counter-argument or series of brief counter-arguments, and then uh, I'll, I'll have the last word and win. No. Um, <laughs> Damn you, Tom. Damn you. We, it's good to be the host. We, we live in an age of declining religiosity, at least in the West, and an age of human rights thought of as inseparable from human beings, right? You have, you, you, you take certain rights for granted because you're a human being that you never enjoyed uh, under theocracies of old, right? The, the notion that you are a person who uh, is secure in, in, in yourself and, and whose property is yours and who has, who, who can't just be seized by the government and whose person cannot be, um, subject to harm uh, on on a whim of government and so on. Human rights, I guess is what I'm saying in short, is a relatively modern concept from where I stand. And human rights were unheard of during times of, uh, during past times when religion sort of dominated, right? You had, okay, you were a Christian, you were living in Christian Europe, you were a Christian serf, and you lived on the land of a Christian Lord, and he served a Christian king, and ultimately the, the Christian church ruled over all, and then God ruled over that, right? Lord, like, walks up, hey, dude, uh, I want your land, get out of here. But I don't, Bleh! you're dead. He acted within his authority as an agent of God and killed you. Could that happen today? Like, really, could that happen today? Did, does somebody come into your house and just, like, put put you to the sword? In certain countries, yes. Okay, in certain but, countries, but let's, yeah. if we could... In, in America, most likely not. Yes. Right. I'm not saying I, the whole world's on board yet, but I, yeah. I I think where you have a departure from religion, you see uh, an expansion of human rights. And I think, I, I firmly believe, if you will, that empathy is something that's kind of hardwired into human beings. I'm not saying we're always empathetic. I'm not saying we are not also selfish, but at a certain point you cannot exist as a social species without being able to put yourself in the other apes shoes, right? Otherwise it's every ape for himself and we die out. Like there has, I think there has to be some hardwired empathy and I think ethics bloom from that hardwired empathy and the ability to see through somebody else's eyes. Well, I would agree with you there. I mean, studies have shown like they've gone and found like these tribes that have been untouched by the world for, you know, millions of years or whatever it is. And and not millions, but you know what I mean? Like you're, you know, untouched by modern man. And they have seen that even those people that grew up with no sense of, of like religion or, or, you know, as we know it or anything like that. They know it's wrong to like have sex with their sister. Yes. Just innate, innately, instinctively. You know what I mean? Like there are some things that are just naturally hardwired into your brain when you're born. I guess then the, you know, then the greater question is as well, is that, you know, is that a creationist thing or is that a scientific thing? You know, who knows? That's, you know, that's a much deeper subject. But, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. There is some sort of hardwired instinctual, uh, like impulse of conduct, but, uh, I, you know, I still sort of think that if, 
if there was no religion, if there was no, I guess, belief that what you did now affected where you were going or even, even smaller than that. I mean, some sort of belief that there, there were just certain inalienable laws that you needed to, or commandments that you needed to follow uh, to live a good life and, and to benefit your fellow man. Um, I think would be a really sterile place. And I, and I think it would be a very cold place, just, you know, a very a lonely place, you know, mm. your point's taken. I don't, I don't think I necessarily agree, but you, I do get your point. A, a, a cold, sterile scientific world akin to something the machines made in the matrix or something. Right. right. Yeah, sure. Sure. But even they were moral. I'll point out. Never right. Mind. <laughs> I will happily devote an episode to talking about the finer points of the matrix trilogy, a series unfairly maligned because the execution uh, didn't match the spirit. I'm done with that. I mean, I, I love those movies. I don't care what anyone says. I think they're awesome. Nice. Was, Challenge taken. I, you know, and, and I'm terrible. I should know this, but was there ever anything? Did that lawsuit ever have legs of that woman that like said that they basically stole her idea for the Matrix? I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, there was like this big lawsuit that woman basically said that she met with who was it the Fairley brothers or I can't remember the Wachowskis or something. The Wachowskis, yeah. yeah, and and basically that was her like idea down to it down to the letter or whatever, and they stole it and, and produced it and made it and that was it. Well, I mean, the idea is like, I, I think the idea is like Buddhism, essentially, or some, some yeah. kind of Buddhism where you're basically just like just reliving you, life yeah, after life. Essentially, after life, yeah. like, yeah, you're, you're on a certain yeah. level. Not, not quite, but that's, that's another dis- yeah. discussion for offline. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, no more, no more discussion of religion. So, Brian, you have the final word, better or worse with, without religion. Again, religion disappearing, better religion never having existed worse. Okay, I could see that because the savages did need something to guide them, didn't they? Yeah, I, I think almost that inalienable motivations that we have might be attributed to evolution that sprang from someone saying, dude, there's this nice guy in the sky that's going to reward you. Maybe. Okay, good point. And... Well, I guess that's it. Anything else, guys, before we adjourn? I think we've uh, demonstrated that you can always fall back on something else, uh, even if it's not a good position. (laughs) No? Okay, good. Well, I'll remind our listeners then that they can fall back on previous episodes as well as catch all of our future episodes on iTunes, where we appreciate their stars and favorable reviews. Also, check us out on Stitcher, and soon enough, we will be on, is it Google Play Music when that gets launched, Brian? Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerdstravaganza HQ group on facebook head on over to nerdstravaganza.com and check out this and all of our back episodes genuflect on over to youtube and check out all of our video content by typing nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar and light up our email by sending us one at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com nice (laughs) and with all that said chris take us out of here Where's my Netflix?
Where's my Netflix? <laughs> no! <laughs> nice. We made it happen. 